I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Ridiculous News is a production of iHeartRadio and Cool 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 Audio. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. With interesting views on breaking the rules of broadcasting and all sorts of wild reports to keep us laughing. With funny off-brand, upbeat journalism, the strange and unusual stories of what we give them. When it's all about ridiculous news everywhere, we talking about ridiculous news over here. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Ridiculous News, not your average news show. We cover stuff you didn't realize was news from the wild and funny to the deep and hidden to the absolutely ridiculous. I'm Bill Worley, an Atlanta-based filmmaker. I'm a comedian. And this weekend, I was in Piedmont Park, and I actually caught a couple free concerts, including a band called Acid Dad that I had never heard of from New York. And they are, not surprisingly, a psychedelic grunge rock band. Uh, I'm not sure if your dad would like them or not. Uh, Mark is out today. He's filming on the other side of the country, and I'm so excited to have a wonderful guest co-host and friend, Sam Gordon. Sam is an amazing stand-up, originally from Chicago. She was uh, traditionally raised on a steady diet of hot dogs, and most of Sam's youth was spent performing in local theater, usually in the role of someone's evil stepmother. Uh, She cut her teeth at the Second City featured for comedians such as Michael Ian Black and Shane Moss, and produced secret comedy shows for Don't Tell Comedy in Atlanta. She's written amazing original scripts. I've had the pleasure of filming some of those with her, and she's a member of the Writers Guild of America. She currently produces shows, offers creative consulting, and teaches comedy writing through her business, Windy Peach Comedy. That's Windy Peach Comedy. Sam, welcome, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much for having me, Bill. How exciting. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. It's it's great that you agree to do this. It's always great to see you perform. You always, uh, you know, we do a thing called giving them their flowers with every guest that we have. So I'll do a brief giving of your flowers. You don't need to return oh. the favor, but uh, <laughs> you've been such a pleasure to watch throughout the years from when you were doing on uh it was last or good evening tonight and an amazing writer and performer on that show. We've been able to work on sketches together. You're always 
so funny on screen and also just so prepared. And, you know, there's a lot of comedians that are kind of all over the place. You're always such a good writer. You always bring such great ideas. And you're always, when you're on stage, you're always talking from such a place of vulnerability that it really, you know, brings the audience in. It's just so refreshing to watch. Um, And so I'm just excited to have you here today, Sam. Well, thank you so much. What wonderful, what wonderful flowers to be given. Um, I really appreciate that. We really have known each other for a minute. It's so funny to look back on the last years and realize, oh, it's not just a few. It's like a couple have added up, you know? It's wild. We've done quite a few things, quite a few things together. And I really appreciate just all the different ways that we've been able to collaborate and and rub elbows in the comedy scene. There's been so many different times that like I just run into you and I'm so happy to see you. You're always out supporting shows and you put out such cool things. What a what a fun relationship that we were given here, huh? Yeah, likewise. <laughs> I was I should have stopped you because I'm not supposed to get flowers, but I took some. I took a couple of flowers. I know. So well I took that. a little of them too. They were for both of us, you know? <laughs> I'll share them. But yeah, it was great. Yeah, and today is a weekly roundup episode. So we're just going to be talking about some headlines that caught our eyes recently. And we'll start off with our ridiculous news nibbles. Um, And this first one is interesting. It's that uh, from NPR, you can actually get paid to eat candy as a Canadian company's chief candy officer. It's a different way to say CCO, I guess. (gasps) Oh, I can CC me in that. I want that job. <laughs> well, a lot of people do, Tell apparently. Me more. <laughs> yeah, so so uh, the description on LinkedIn read, Do you love all things candy and chocolate? Are you passionate about confectionery treats and exploring unreleased and existing products? This is the perfect position. It's an Ontario-based company, and it pays $100,000 in Canadian dollars, which is about seventy-eight grand in U.S. dollars. It's uh, so a good... Re- time to go to Canada. Uh, But the job can be remote, and it's based either in Canada or uh, its New Jersey offices. Um, And it says here that the chief candy officer will serve as a head taste tester and try over 3,500 products each month, which is about 113 pieces of candy a day. And that just, I don't know, that just makes my mouth hurt. I feel like... that's a bit much. You're going to get sores... You're going to get as yeah, the does it MP- come with a dental plan? That's my first question. <laughs> Actually, the, the, the physician specifically says it comes with an extensive dental plan. Yeah, because they're going to poison you. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Like you're going to, your teeth are going to be falling out. And the other, <laughs> the, the other thing I love about this, this article is I don't know that the LinkedIn, uh, ad for this says it, but in NPR, they felt it necessary to mention that you can get type 2 diabetes. Um, yeah. And, uh, you're right. Heart disease from eating more than 10% of your calorie intake from candy. Yeah. I mean, really, I mean, it sounds like a whimsical adult Willy Wonka situation, but realistically, it's like the, it, it's like another version of that Super Size Me documentary. <laughs> it's like, if I eat 113 pieces of candy a day for three weeks, what happens? You're like, oh no. Right. Yeah. That guy almost died. It was art, so it was worth it. Um, it. That's so crazy. Wow. I would love to see the details of the healthcare plan and how they how they verbalize. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, what is an extensive dental plan? You know, maybe you get is an there extra. a special doctor for that? <laughs> right. 
Exactly. Well, that leads us into this next story, which is not a direct tie-in, but it is from uh, the Daily Beast and also the Tampa Bay News. Uh, The Daily Beast reported this story uh, in my favorite way, which was that Florida cops beg people to stop interrupting manatee orgies. (laughs) That's right. On Sunday (laughs) afternoon, please, please calm down. There's nothing to see here. Uh, The Sarasota Police Department stated that there were some looky-loos who were attempting to touch (laughs) a group of manatees near the South Lido Beach because it's officially manatee mating season in Florida. And local officials are asking people not to put body parts non-descriptive <laughs> near or within what's referred to as a mating herd or more s- disturbingly a mating ball oh yeah the and bell of the mating ball which <laughs> manatee will it be they're all just waiting to see <laughs> i don't know why when i hear manatee orgy i'm just not surprised that that's how manatees mate they, they it seem... makes sense well mm-hmm. you know i also kind of get the vibe that the manatees they're kind of laid back and lazy so it seems like they would you know let's all pencil that in together let's just get that done and then we can go back to grazing do you guys want to all just get together on the fifth and bang this out and then move on? That's what I feel like's happening. But also the fact that it's at South Lido Beach, I'm immediately thinking Libido Beach. And I'm like, Ooh. what did they expect? You know? I- <laughs> right. If you name something uh, Libido Beach, you might have. That's when the manatees are going to pencil it in. Because we're in the ma- Yeah. In the manatee orgy, in the manatee orgy co- community, that's code, <laughs> I think. Manatees are so like um, they call them the sea cows, right? They seem like such mm-hmm. friendly creatures, and like you said, uh, I think they're going to put out the least amount of energy possible, and this just yeah. makes the most efficient way to just make a bunch of baby manatees. You know, what? let's just get all these cuties out of here. You know, it's so funny. <laughs> well, I, apparently, also, <laughs> apparently, also, as um, it's it's illegal to touch annoy, harass, or molest a manatee, um, according to the Endangered well, Species I Act. I should hope so on the last <laughs> one. But my goodness. Well, no, but it makes sense. I mean, I saw recently I was in North Carolina and they had an area of the beach that was blocked off because it's where some birds like to nest and do their their thing. And it's like, you know what? Don't disturb them. This is the bird motel for where they, you know, get together. Um, mm-hmm. But... Yeah, I just I'm curious about the people who are disturbing the manatees because I want to believe that they're just like really ignorant and they don't realize what they're interrupting and they are just their 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 human hubris is is urging them forward. But if they know what they're interrupting, I mean, I couldn't tell I couldn't tell you anything that would keep me further from a beach than the <laughs> phrase manatee orgy. I would say you, I will see you in the spring. I will come back next year. I will not be back. <laughs> yeah, it any seems kind like- of beach orgy. I'm not. I'm not coming to that. <laughs> right, because that just, you get in the water and maybe you're brushing up against seaweed or something. And it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different jump scare. You know, I just, I, I hate to be an inconvenience to anyone. Heaven forbid that I interrupt <laughs> this this thing that they've clearly been planning, you know, for eons. It's their, their annual meetup. I don't want to get in the way of the manatees, you know? They rarely get in my way. <laughs> It only Amen. seems fair. <laughs> Amen. 
Well, moving on to uh, Old Miss, which is a direct correlation from, I think, <laughs> the Manatee orgies. Um, Lane Kiffin, the coach at Old Miss, apparently Old Miss, the football team's coach, found their new punter at a keg party on campus, which I realize sounds like the National Lampoon's plot, but it really <laughs> happened. Um, they were lacking at the punter position and... Uh, took a visit to Fraternity Row to see if any of the guys could kick a football, and they found it in a guy named Charlie Pollock. <laughs> this quote from Lane Kiffin, too, is just such a, a head coach quote, but this is his quote. I don't know a whole lot about him. I think he's down on the frat house <laughs> like at a keg party. That's where they got him. So we have the condition to work, to do work with this guy, but we just said, hey, someone go find a punter. And, uh, you know, you never know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Someone just go find me a strong fella. Go see if there's a strong fella with no extracurriculars on his schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Like the way that SEC schools, because I went to UGA, you know, the way that they treat the the football teams and the coaches, especially. Uh, I, I remember when I was at school at UGA, they had a, uh, a budget kind of locked down because the budget was tight for whatever reason back in the early 2000s. And so they weren't allowed to print us papers, but they did like build a whole new like part oh. of the facility for the football oh, yeah. players. No surprise there. And I mean, and there, and that's for a, a collegiate team that has some kind of clout in history. Meanwhile, uh, my high school in suburban Chicago, one year our, our theater group, we didn't get to go to the Illinois Theater Festival that year to perform because they allocated some extracurricular funds to repaint the bleachers outside the football field. So they said, go see quite which that ended up being a whole issue. We ended up having to paint over it because we were named after a tribe that we weren't supposed to be named after. It was a whole thing. But nonetheless, um, (laughs) I know this story well. And our team, I mean, they were just a couple of real average boys. They were not (laughs) doing anything. But boy, did we have to put some pretty bleachers for them. That is so funny. Because, so yeah, for this guy to get scooped up into that culture, that is a National Lampoon movie. (laughs) (laughs) Stay tuned, y'all. We're going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, We've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. With amazing and crazy topics to pick and to choose, you are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right, for our main course today, we're talking about dogs and some amazing stuff to do with dogs. Now, I specifically picked this out because Sam is a huge advocate for dogs and all kinds of animals. Um, and I'm a big fan of dogs, too. Of course, I know some of our listeners may be as well. Uh, Sam, actually, I recently saw you, Sam, doing a show, hosting a show at Fetch Dog Park, which is a really cool dog park here in Atlanta, Georgia, that is, I mean, it's kind of swanky. It's like it this. It is outdoor dog park with AstroTurf and they have yeah. a couple bars and, you know, people can pay to bring their dogs and meet people. Um, how's it been doing those shows? It is such a bizarre controlled chaos. It's so funny because the show, you know, the show at Fetch has existed for a few years at the old Fourth Ward location. Now Fetch has several locations around Atlanta. They're doing great. Um but the show has been handed down from a few across like a few different comedians, and so I've performed on it a few times over the years, but only just in this last few months. When you saw it, um, I had I just started hosting it and running it with Wendy Peach, and it's I you know I, I thought that I knew what I was getting into having performed on it, but running it's honestly a whole different gambit because I really didn't even think about how chaotic it is setting up. There's dogs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. just so funny because they they really do add to uh this kind of fun like improvised element of the show though because people tend to interact and it gets people's ideas going and i don't know it just creates a really cool um icebreaker between the comedian and the audience because it's like look at we already have this in common we're here with all these dogs you know so yeah. it's it's honestly a much better contribution uh than you would think it's more helpful than it is chaotic but it is super chaotic sometimes just look out into the audience and there's just dogs running around. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's funny because when I saw it too, I think there's some stand-ups that are, react a little bit better or at least, you know, they more play off the dogs and sometimes you can tell mm -hmm. where they're just completely kind of, oh my God, there's a, a Yeah, like I'm just going to pretend this isn't happening. I'm just going <laughs> to pretend this isn't happening. It is interesting to book and, and realize that, you know, not everyone's a big fan. And I honestly, I, I normally wouldn't be like such a, I wouldn't like gravitate personally towards hanging out in a dog park socially that wouldn't be me i love dogs but i specifically love my dog and like you know the idea of dogs more than i want like a dog touching me that i don't know but yeah, yeah. um it is it is funny to see people different people's levels because then some people show up some comics and they just love it they're kissing every dog there and you're like wow you're into this huh <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. I, I love dogs. Too. I'll always pet dogs. I don't know if I'd get down kissing dogs yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. That might be slightly like, too. Hey, buddy. Nice yeah. to see you. Yeah. Just, but. you know, one of my good friends, Ronnie, who I've been trying to convince to get a dog for mm -hmm. most of most of the time that I've known him. Um, he uh, is a great guy, but he, and he was always great. To, and always has been great to my dogs, but he always has this thing where he's like, you know what? I love petting a dog, but I've never pet a dog where I didn't feel like I needed to immediately wash my hands afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, and, that's and, accurate. That is true. <laughs> right? It's like, oh my gosh. Well, well, there's this. So this this main story that I have in here is about a hundred acre, no cage, mm. no kill dog shelter that's opening in Alabama. A big dog ranch rescue. Um, which is sounds really interesting. A hundred acres mm-hmm. is just so massive, it's especially a lot. Yeah. yeah. When you think about you know like the humane shelters here in Atlanta, and I know mm-hmm. you've been there before, is is nowhere near that space. Um, yeah, it's actually the former home of a greyhound training facility uh, in Shorter in Macon County, and will serve as rescue, rehabilitation, medical, and adoption center. Um, the CEO said the facility is desperately needed that, you know, record numbers of dogs are being brought to shelters, resulting in overcrowding and a record euthanasia rate for these former family pets. And there's also, you know, higher costs with inflation from fuel to food. And that's prompting people, unfortunately, to surrender their dogs. Um, they said that this new property will actually allow them to save an additional 5,000 dogs every year, which is amazing. Wow, that's a lot incredible i think a lot of people assume that when dogs are in a shelter or dogs need a new home it's because they've been lost or they were stray there's something something wrong with them but you know it is true especially in this last few years by and large animals are owners surrendered because of circumstances um that you know unfortunately come to people's lives uh and and so to have a resource for that and to provide just a like it's like they're nice family dogs. Not to say that every dog isn't nice, but you know there is this assumption that if a dog doesn't have a home, there must be a good reason or something happened or it never had one. And that simply isn't the truth. So it's just nice to see that, um, particularly here in the Southeast, where the numbers are really staggering compared to the rest of the country. We have way more homeless pets than anywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, what do you think that is? You know, I wonder if it's a poverty thing. Um, yeah, I think it's a combination of things for sure. I think it is a poverty thing. I think there is also a general mentality not to paint the Southeast as inherently, um, you know, more country because it's not. I mean, here we are in Atlanta. We know that. I mean, so much of sure. the Southeast is very much heavily urbanized. But, um, you know, I do think that there is a little bit of a different um, mentality behind how people keep pets. I think you do see more people keeping pets unneutered here in the South yes. than like, I was so like coming from Chicago. I don't, I couldn't tell you unless it was a, you know, a, a dog they were breeding for specific purposes, like a show dog. I don't know anyone with an unneutered dog, but here, I mean, tons of people keep their dog unneutered just because they want to like, let him be free. And you're like, yeah, but if he gets out, he'll really do a lot. Uh, right. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? It's just not worth it. Um, and so there is a little bit of a different mentality around spay and neuter. And I think also, I know specifically for Atlanta, I mean, the the dog issue and the, the way that we handle our stray animals for the county only recently changed in this last 20 years when Lifeline Animal Shelters as a nonprofit took over the contract for the city and really started to focus on providing services in this sort of like support net kind of addressing the issues that we're talking about, you know, addressing poverty, addressing resource issues, addressing like people who need someone to rehome a pet or, you know, behavioral issues. So they don't have to rehome it. They get the help they need to retrain their dog, uh, providing dog runs, all those sorts of things. That, That resource really only existed in the last 20 years and it only really came full force probably in the last 10. So I think that's another issue too. It's been like a pervasive problem for much longer. And then I think the issue of the pandemic probably exacerbated it. Um, But yeah, it is. It's just a little bit different. And I think it's an issue that um, 
not everyone realizes is an issue until you like go into a shelter and you look around. I, I know I didn't until I decided to start fostering and then my eyes really got opened. <laughs> right, right. And you were mentioning the other day, I, I saw a show that, you know, there's some uh, kennels and the, 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 for lack of a better way to say it, the, the cages that they put the yeah. dogs in where, you know, normally that's one dog to mm-hmm. a single spot and and now there could be f- like three or four dogs kind of crammed yeah in yeah i mean recently here in atlanta like fulton county um just they just got a new facility it's a nice facility there's an, a part of the belt line is right next to it it's once everything is all completed with the belt line it's gonna be a really great asset to the to the shelter um but even in this great new facility they have uh, you know it, the capacity is for 80 dogs at a time and they have almost like 400 dogs in Fulton County alone. They had, they had almost like five or 600 dogs between Fulton and DeKalb recently. Um, And those numbers just keep going up. It's, you know, for every, you know, 10 dogs that get adopted, like 20 dogs come in and it's, it's just really overwhelming. Um, And so, and I think part of that too is also just about connecting people with resources to understand like, what do you do when you find a lost pet and how do you, you know, the the advice they give is to keep it for 48 hours and look around the neighborhood, talk to your neighbors, see if you can reconnect them with their owner. Because most dogs get lost within a mile of their own home. So by removing them and bringing them to the shelter, you've actually taken them further from home more often than not. And it just creates a a harder time connecting them if the dog isn't microchipped, you know, Um, which is another thing too, get your pets microchipped microchipped, get your dog registered. So if it gets lost, we can reunite you easily, (laughs) things like that. So um, I think it's about connecting people with these other resources so the dogs don't end up in the shelter in the first place. Yeah. Um, is is kind of the goal. But yeah, right now things are so overloaded um, that the shelters are kind of at that point. So yeah, to find a hundred (laughs) acres to have dogs (laughs) roam would be pretty amazing. Um, We'd love to see it. And I think what people don't realize too is a lot of organizations like this, these these private rescues and the county shelters, they all work together. They're not like working separate. They're not like competing for stray dogs. They're exchanging them and passing them back. My dog came from the Florida Georgia line in Albany, Georgia and got transferred to Fulton County. And then I fostered him and ended up adopting him. I I mean, I could have easily never met that dog, but it's just how it all played out. Um, so yeah, facilities like this, even though it's not directly in Georgia, it being in Alabama in the Southeast is an asset to us here in Atlanta and the issues that we have. So this is great. Yeah. Big dog ranch rescue. Big dog ranch <laughs> rescue, y'all. And you know, speaking of rescuing dogs, this next story is about a missing dog who was found 500 feet underground <gasps> in an intricate oh. cave system. Such a crazy story. So, How did that happen? <laughs> well, there was a teacher and a recreational <laughs> caver, Rick Haley. They went out to map a cave, like you do, I guess, if you're a caver, I'm going to map a cave. Yeah, as you do. And, yep. And he had no idea he'd end up staging a rescue mission. Um let alone reuniting a lost dog with her owner. He was with a team of about 30 spelunkers, uh, which is just a great word. I love uh, spelunkers. <laughs> spelunking. Uh, they were down there spelunking. And maybe there were some manatees down there doing it too. I don't know. But <laughs> they were also spelunking. <laughs> yeah, everybody's spelunking down there. But they, they found this dog and they had to crawl and squeeze through tight passageways. And I don't know about you, Sam, but like there's nothing more scary to me than like, being in a tight passage. Have you ever done any like caving or that kind of oh, stuff? My goodness. It's so terrifying. Very, yeah. very upsetting. Um, I've tried a little bit um, in like the worst possible way. I tried while well, scuba diving. I oh, got, yeah. It was my first time ever scuba diving. And they're like, come into this cave. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will not. Uh, yeah, that sounds absolutely terrifying to me. One of the scariest movies of all time is The Descent. So no, mm. I will not be going in any caves. I will not be right. spelunking. <laughs> I won't be mapping any routes. <laughs> He's just going to lay, lay out But if there's dog a dog treats, in there, yeah, what, what's your will choice, I go Sam? in? Oh, it's, <laughs> it might terrible. be rough, but I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, apparently with these pros, you know, and I think the thing you would do would probably like, you know, reach out to the people that could, could I'd do call it. some spelunkers. Yeah, yeah. Get, get them in there, get them out of the, the, <laughs> the manatee orgy into the spelunking cave. And, and, you know, they, they were actually able to rescue. It took about an hour, which to me doesn't seem that long. Um, and, uh, the, they said the dog was in bad shape, but of course, once it was out of the cave, her spirits perked up. Uh, and the owner said the 13-year-old dog had 13. been, right, poor Abby, the dog, had been missing <laughs> since June 9th, meaning that she spent two months oh. in those caves, this poor pup. What, oh, Abigail, know? what were you doing? <laughs> Abigail. <laughs> but, you know, the, the story does have a happy ending because Abigail got home and, you know, don't give up hope. Like Sam said, if you find a dog... Uh, <laughs> keep it around for 48 hours because there might be a yeah, neighbor. Or two months. <laughs> or two months, exactly. Uh, wow, that's incredible. Well, poor Abby. She's so lucky someone found her. What a sweet baby. She's trying to have a nice little adventure and it went south. <laughs> Literally. We'll be right back with more ridiculous news after this short break. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Don't get it confused. You are now tuned in to Ridiculous News. All right. Now for our last segment here for a little bit of dessert, uh, we have a couple fun stories. One is about goats and sheep who are deployed to use their appetites to save Barcelona from wildfires. And that's right, swapping sirens for bells and equipped with voracious appetites 
Marcel and his newest firefighting recruits began delicately picking past hikers and cyclists in the city's largest public park earlier this year. The four-legged brigade, made up of 290 sheep and goats, had just one task, which was to munch on as much vegetation as possible. Uh, Their arrival turned Barcelona into one of the latest places to embrace an age-old strategy that's being revived as officials around the world face off against a rise in extreme wildfires. And I, I have actually experienced this in terms of the goats getting rid of vegetation myself, uh, because we hired a bunch of goats uh, to clean out our backyard several years Ooh. ago. It was quite an experience. There was about I've, 20 I've been goats. thinking about doing that in my yard. I have a bunch of English ivy in my yard that could use some some goating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Take the English ivy back, you know, the other side of the yeah. pond. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the, the goats were uh, really fun and actually interesting to have, but there was uh, there was Falcor, there was Laney. They were all had interesting <laughs> names and That's stories. Cute. But the alpha goat was a little intense. And so sometimes when the alpha got out of control or tried to get out of the gate, I'd have to go back. And the key, if you ever need to move a goat, apparently, <laughs> or, or are attacked by a goat, is if you grab their goatee, they freeze <gasps> up and you can kind of guide them wherever <gasps> you need them to go. That is uh, so silly. Yeah. So if you're if you have goats coming at you, know that you have that it's option. Good, you can, I can do that. I got that in my back pocket. I've wondered that because with this, the goat grazing is quite popular in Atlanta, which makes sense. We've got quite a lot of vegetation around here. Um, But I do see the goat grazing often and uh, quite a few times in the years I've lived here, I've seen goats get loose and just they, they, you know, as you're talking about a goat trying to escape the enclosure, right? If you're not on it, if you're not grabbing their little beards enough... Right. <laughs> they do stage a coup and they'll escape. I can't tell you how many times I've been driving down Memorial and I'm just like, goats. <laughs> I, you know, it's so funny is I literally so hired these goats, had that happen. And you those <laughs> those stories start popping up and it's the, the same company. It's like the same goats. Is it? The That's guy really just, funny. he hasn't been able to, like he puts in a fence. He says it's electrified. <laughs> he like hooks it up to a car battery. <laughs> And then, you know, you might accidentally touch it and you're like, oh, it's not doing anything. And of course, the goats figure that out. Yeah, and, and the goats are like, let's go. Let's get, we're out of here. We're out of here. Let's we're going to follow Falcor right out. Because yeah. once, once gonna, he's out. We're going to go find some fine landscaping. We're going to tear it up. That so, is so funny. So after the three days of the goats in my backyard, they decided to ha- have a mass coup and, and just completely escape. And this is right as the guy was coming back to pick them up. And they all, oh. 20 of them, went over and started just destroying my neighbor's oh, vegetation. Luckily, no. my neighbors, Derek and uh, his sister and their kids, actually were laughing. <laughs> they were having yeah, a good time because I was I mortified. Mean, what a fun surprise. <laughs> right, right. There these these two little girls that had loved kind of watching the goats do their thing. And they were just giggling. But then the goats started heading up towards a very busy road, Cascade oh, Road, no. in my neighborhood. Oh, that is, yeah. you know, people drive 45 miles an hour on. Mm-hmm. And I just, my face turned white. I thought, this is going to be chaos. Goats oh, are going to die. No. People are going to die. Luckily, for some reason, they turned around. The guy showed up, got all of the goats back into the the big trailer, except for one. So we're chasing this goat. We finally get it into my garage, and it's pinned between my my car. And he's on one side. I'm on the other side. And he goes, whatever you do, Bill, don't let that goat get past you. (laughs) So what does that mean? He's like, you tackle that goat. 
And sure enough, we both moved in. That goat came towards me. And, I, you know, I've never played football, but if Lane Kiffin had been oh, in my man. garage, he might have. You would have recruited Yeah, you. he might have thought I was too. Okay, I, I saw that boy <laughs> tackle a goat. He could tackle a man. I saw it myself. Here I go. He could take down person. a kid. He could take down a <laughs> College kid. College kid. <laughs> the college uh, kids d- don't have horns, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's brave. I don't think I would be brave enough to tackle a goat. You know, it's just because I, I, I realized I had to do it. It just. It I guess so, to. yeah. If someone tells you you have to, you're like, well, I don't want to let this guy down. <laughs> here okay. I go. Here we, here we do it. And, and luckily, the goat was not at all hurt. I think I did a decent yeah. tackle, and they yeah. got back. And I so I would say overall experience experience i loved having the goats they were cute they were fun to hang out with just if you hire a goat company to do it which i recommend obviously it's working in barcelona uh just make sure they're they they do a good fencing job because <laughs> yeah, just be ready <laughs> yeah be absolutely ready and it, it turns out you know this is something you know all these wildfires climate change happening everywhere so this might you know come up more and more where it's really impressive because the goats will just eat all of the, you know, English ivy, kudzu, you name mm-hmm. it, and they'll kind of climb the trees a little bit, so they'll mm-hmm. they'll get like up Trump. higher. Yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. So it. it's like a, a full, you know, eight feet and below is completely. Yeah, taken I, yeah out. I kind of always wondered why the, the, we don't employ more goats, like in the mm-hmm. city and things like that. It just seems like it'd be good for the earth, be better than all the the fumes and the energy suck of the tools that we normally use to cut grass and and things like that. Exactly. I'm a big fan of just like, I don't know about yards, y'all. I feel like maybe we should all just get, you know, micro clover, mowing yards doesn't feel like I'm meant to do it. I'm I'm working on that in my yard. I'm going to put in some, um, this type of succulent in my yard called dwarf, dwarf carpet of stars instead of grass. That's what I'm doing. (laughs) That's right. So then you don't have to mow it? Mm-hmm. It only grows to be like, I don't know, I think it's like a half an inch tall and it's like a, a spongy, plush kind of succulent. It almost looks like grass, but That's it's amazing. a succulent. So it doesn't even need that much water. It kind of grows whenever, wherever. It's very hardy. Nice. going to try that out. Yeah, that's yeah, because I agree. Boo to regular grass. Yeah, who hit my mic? That's how oh, bad I think it was. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is weird past the boomer ideology and uh, mm-hmm. uh, my parents are probably listening i love y'all but you know like <laughs> this the air oh, the this this obsession with uh grass and lawns i love the obsession with plants and and, and things mm-hmm. and growing but yeah the lawn the lawn is silly it's this sense of like owning and taming land and controlling it which i'm like yeah we loved doing that back in the day we loved power but i think we should start accepting that the earth is more powerful than us and we yeah. should appease her by caring for her gently and growing food in our yards. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah, we don't need to manifest destiny everything. No. <laughs> yeah, God. quit manifest destinying everything, America. Calm down. <laughs> Take a chill pill. Well, the, the, speaking of America calming down, I found this next story. I just thought it was so ridiculous, Sam, that this is uh, in oh, the Bay no. Area funeral. A <laughs> casket got knocked over because a massive family uh, fight broke out. That's right. A massive brawl broke out between 20 family members during a funeral for an elderly woman in Richmond on August 6th, leading to one injury, one arrest, and $20,000 in damage. (gasps) Um, The Richmond Police Department said it responded to a uh, memorial park after several reports of a, quote, chaotic altercation between (gasps) 8 to 20 family members who were reportedly armed... 
Oh my God. Um, the sergeant said that it was an instance of family drama that started between a brother and a sister who were attending their mother's funeral and do not get along, and that it goes back many years. This, this next, I'm just, the details here, y'all, are just so crazy. The brother and sister got into an argument. Boyfriend came over, told her, walk away. You got to walk away, uh, which apparently did not happen. And the and brother got in a car was driving a car, damaged the grass, apparently tried to run over his sister, um, knocked over and damaged headstones and vases, broke a water main that ejected copious amounts of water and flooded the funeral plot, um, and knocked over the casket. But uh, (gasps) unlike, you know, the coffin flop episode of So I Think You Should Leave, the body did not fall out <laughs> of the casket. Oh, well, thank goodness. Right. Amen to that. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I, I have not, you know, I love my family. I have a pretty big extended family. And I just feel lucky. I, I, we've never gotten into any kind of brawl situation, you know. Uh, it just I, hasn't happened. I just, yeah, I don't. I mean, as children, my I'm not going to lie, as children, my sister and I fist fought a lot. Uh, oh yeah, that's true. My, my for money, no, well. <laughs> no, but we just did it. <laughs> no, we were, we we fought, we definitely fought, fought. But now I feel like at this, as an adult, I couldn't imagine physically putting my hands on another person. It just seems not even because I'm like, oh, my morals. I'm like, oh, my back would not recover <laughs> from that right hook. There's just no way. I don't have it in me. <laughs> Right. But man, imagine. I mean, in the hindsight, you know, it is nice to see look, 20 people, a whole family getting together. They must have really <laughs> been close at some point. <laughs> right. Uh, but wow, can you imagine the people who own the funeral home? Of all the things that you are prepared for and the insurance that you buy for your funeral home, do you think there's an insurance for family brawls? Like, <laughs> right. is there something like for that water main break? Who's out of pocket? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy thing is at the end of this article, they say we sometimes get family disputes at the cemetery or at the church. Uh, this was no different. But they were possibly armed, and it did go above and beyond. So it happens enough that they're like, "It's." It, I mean, there I has to be like, a protocol. It makes <laughs> sense. It makes sense that there's confrontation at funerals, and there's drama, and people show up who like people don't want there. All that kind of thing. Right. I would love to hear. I know there's some reality shows that are based in like family-owned funeral homes. I, I want now. I've never watched them, but now I want to dig in and I want to find out like what are their policies and protocol for dealing with family drama, right? <laughs> next time I go to a funeral, it's like, are they starting to hire bouncers? You know, it just gets a little bit more intense. Yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a metal detector. I feel, like it, I feel like it has to escalate so much more quickly now, too, just because we are able to, like, post things and put things online. Like, I just feel like you need to handle that fast. Otherwise, you go viral as, like, the funeral home with a 20-person <laughs> fist fight. You know, you got to be careful. You know? Or maybe you want that. Maybe it's good publicity for a funeral home. <laughs> Look at our spacious viewing rooms. You could put 20 fighting family members in here. We have first aid uh, on site for any sort of, we'll take bets, you know, valet. Oh my gosh, yeah, that is insane. so wild. Yeah, it's just, a, just, a, just a fun, ridiculous story. And, hey, you know, sibling rivalry, you know? 
Yeah, so, so you got in fights with your your sister too. Yeah, oh, my, my brother yeah. and I did, and my my brother's the the much stronger, much more powerful. <laughs> you know, four to five years older, depending on the time of year. So uh, I'm, I'm curious yeah. what you, Sam. How how did that turn out? Were oh, you the oldest? Or? See, no, I'm the youngest. But okay. the thing is, I'm the youngest, but I'm also the biggest. Because <laughs> I'm I'm six one, and my sister's only five five ten, five eleven. So I've always had a few inches on her. But um, yeah, I would say, you know, not to point fingers, but she definitely was the instigator of the fights. I think that's the power of being the oldest is you're like, you go to violence first. (laughs) Right, right. I do think there is like an assumption like this is my right. And then my sister tried to beat me up and it did not work. There's a really great story about her trying to start something with me. We're really young. I think I was only three or four. She tried to take, I have a teddy bear. It's like my childhood toy. Mm. And she tried to take it. And my dad just came downstairs to us screaming and I was on top of my sister she was face down holding the bear out and her away from me and I was just pulling her hair and slamming her head into the ground like give oh it back God. I'm like four oh she's my eight God. Oh my God. <laughs> you're already taking her so, out I, oh I yeah I definitely she started it but I would finish it let's say that <laughs> I hate it I hate it doing it. I, I don't I, I couldn't tell you the last time I got in a fight though I'm not I'm not that vibe <laughs> Yeah, well, it's yeah, it's different when it's siblings, when you're kids. I couldn't, yeah, all, and it's so funny that when you're a kid, though, it's true that you like tear each other apart. So I kind of have to not judge these adult siblings too much because <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. Like we're looking at them as two adults, but they're looking at each other as like two ten-year-olds, and they're like, "Get out of my room!" Like it's a different energy. So no judgment. It's true. Yeah, there's <laughs> difference with. Getting your Tonka trunk and rolling through the sandbox and getting into your, you know, f- your Ford Bronco and driving through it. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess it's kind of like, sorry, I was thinking about something else. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's kind of like when we were four, but not. Yeah. It's so funny. My brother and I used to have like, we'd, we'd play Madden football on the old NES and we'd get into controller fights where we're just hitting each of other course. with those controllers like they're nunchucks. I love you, Ben. If, you, if you're listening out there, you're, you're a good brother, man. You're a good brother. <laughs> what exactly? Those things are some weapons. Um, so brutal. Well, this brings us to my last segment and our last segment for today, which is the spring of inspiring inspirations. We always try to leave you with a quote uh, to take you into the rest of your weekend. Um, this is a fun one from John Lennon. I thought this was interesting. He said, being honest might not get you a lot of friends, but it'll always get you the right ones. Oh, that's nice. Right. I like that. Yeah, and um, John, did you have a lot of friends? Seems like he did. Seems like he yeah, did. Yeah, seems like he was doing it. Seems like it was easy for him to say that, but... Mm-hmm. I've always been a fan of, of Linda. Are you a Beatles fan at all, Sam? Yes, yes. I definitely was that middle schooler with like imagine lyrics written on my binder. I, like I was there. I was there. <laughs> well, Sam, thank you so, so much for joining me today on this. It's been amazing to have you. You've been a wonderful co-host. Um, and Sam, is there anywhere else that people can find you if they want to follow you on the socials or wherever? Yes, um, pretty much on all social platforms, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. You can follow me at what Sam just said. And then you can check out my website. It's just um, samgordoncomedy.com. And so you can see clips and find out where I'm performing, what other classes I'm teaching, all sorts of fun stuff like that. Um, You can also check out Wendy Peach and Don't Tell Comedy. Uh, Lots of things to check out. 
Yeah, please follow Sam. Check out that website. Check her out on social. It's super funny. If you're in Atlanta, go to a live show. You will not regret it. Um, it's amazing having you here. And for you listeners, it's always amazing. Thank you so much for tuning into Ridiculous News. You got a lot of options out there. It means the world to us that you'd spend your precious time with us. So we say this genuinely. Thank you. Uh, you can email us at ridiculousnews at iheartmedia.com. You can follow us on IG and Facebook at Ridiculous News. And you can also check out our comedy videos at Mark Kindle Comedy on Facebook and IG. Thanks so much for tuning in, y'all. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Ridiculous News is hosted by Mark Kendall and Bill Worley. Executive producers are Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Produced and edited by Tari Harrison. Research provided by Casey Willis. And theme music by Four Eyes and Dr. Delight. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.